Welcome everyone to the premiere episode of the Box Kicker Sports Talk Podcast. You have uh, Chris and Daniel. Um, we will be breaking down the sports world. Uh, in our opinions, no, no hot takes. None of that ESPN stuff. It's just going to be real people talking about real sports. So um, we'll start off. I'll hand it over to Daniel for an introduction. All right. My name is Daniel. Um, my main specialty sport would be MLB baseball. Um, big huge fan of the 2017 Houston Astros champions. Cheers. Um, <laughs> hey, flags fly forever, man. Huge fan of them since I was about five years old. And then move on to NFL. Big Tennessee Titans fan since the Houston Oilers days. And uh, that's about it. All right. Again, my name is Chris. Uh, my specialty will be the NBA. Um, I have been a lifelong Indiana Pacers fan. Uh, Reggie Miller was uh, the driving force in my life early on. Uh, his matchups with the uh, New York Knicks really, really got me into the NBA. Um, and plus, growing up in Indiana, uh, basketball is the main sport there. Uh, my number two would be the NFL. I'm a Dolphins fan, big Marino fan. I haven't really had much to cheer for in the last 20 years, but we finally got our quarterback. Um, and then baseball, I would say I'm a casual fan. Um, as a kid, I grew up enjoying the Red Sox, uh, mainly because they didn't win much. They've been winning a lot lately. Um, the last one may be a little tainted, but hey, it's still a championship. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's that's me. Um, let me our goal. Let me throw in a little tip here. I did enjoy the last dance last episode. Yes. When the Bulls yeah, that... uh, defeated the Pacers, I'm sorry. <sighs> Yeah, that was that was hard. Uh, I had to relive that. I had goosebumps for that game four uh, game winning shot. Oh, they had it. The, I think the Pacers had it. Yeah, with a slight little push off. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, game seven. Oh man, that that broke my heart. That that was the year. I think I think that would demoralize the Utah Jazz by not facing the Bulls, and I think the Pacers would have beat them. And then the Pacers were in the Eastern Conference Finals the next three years after that, so they could have easily been like the next little mini dynasty if they got over the hump in that Game Seven. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's tough. One day, one day we'll get back there. We got Victor Oladipo. I can so, relate to a Game Seven loss in the World Series. Yeah, I guess came win a home game last year. I just just about cried after that game. <laughs> well, it's okay. They they must have forgot how to cheat during that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they found no evidence, man. Uh, I'm going so. off MLB report, okay? Okay, perfect, yeah. <laughs> All right, um, so as you see, we're just two guys having fun. Um, we talk baseball, basketball, NFL all the time at work. Um, we are called box kickers because uh, without going into much detail, we work supply chain for a hospital. So as you can guess, it's pretty fun right about now. Um, but um, we are glorified box kickers, and so we figured, hey, let's go ahead and make a podcast of us just talking about it. So here we are. Um, well, the first two episodes, we're going to be breaking down the NFL since we actually have uh, a schedule released, and it looks like it should be going on as planned. Um, and then we'll get to our normal routine where we break down the, the topics in sports, um, the general goings-on about what's happening. Uh, baseball should be hopefully be back soon, NBA will be back soon. And so, um, but with the current state of the sports where we don't really have much, what are you doing, Daniel, to keep yourself occupied? Playing a lot of video games. Um, Being a dad, taking care of the family, having fun with the kids, Uh, doing YouTube videos as well as, um, I've been watching a lot of wiffle ball baseball on YouTube. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting Uh, stuff. Love it. Um, Also watching, uh, I'm also into 
the cornhole on ESPN? Yeah, yeah. That that uh, they had the Corpus Christi or Galveston recently, right? That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, um, Very fun to watch. Yeah, it's it's kind of the ocho all the time now. Yeah. I mean, all these all these odd sports. Um, I've been I've been entertaining myself. I found an old uh, basketball NCAA game, uh, March Madness, two thousand eight. I've been. <laughs> I've been <laughs> I've been playing an old game, making like a little, trying to make a little dynasty on that. That's a great game. Uh, yeah. Um, I too, uh, been a father. I got my little youngster here. My wife is loving this cause she hates how much I watch sports. <laughs> <laughs> like she's loving the pandemic right now. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I'll catch myself watching some old games on ESPN. Um, we're hating it and, by the way. Yeah. One of my, one of my, new things I discovered. Uh, I saw a clip a few weeks back, but I actually found it on YouTube. I believe it's called the jelly marble racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, they literally have sponsorships like BMW is sponsoring a marble. Oh, wow. And they, they have time trials. They recreate road courses from around the world. It's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. And uh, they were, they're hurting for sponsorships this year for season five. But um, I, I, for those of you who uh, have HBO, John Oliver uh, has a show uh, last week tonight. He fell in love with the sport. He's sponsoring the entire season as the lone sponsor. Oh, wow. So they'll still have the BMW and the Mercedes marbles out there. The teams, apparently they have teams. They actually have uh, little marble fans in the stands. It's, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> But yeah, it's I, I caught myself watching these these marbles, and the announcers are amazing. I mean, they're giving life to these marbles, uh, talking about their motivations and stuff. So definitely check it out. It, it's check it's, pretty, out. it's pretty entertaining. So um, one thing with the current sports world is, um, as we all know, the first domino to fall was the NBA uh, was Rudy Gobert getting diagnosed with COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. and so. Um, it was a domino. MCA came after that. Baseball pushers out. Hockey ended theirs. Uh, the NFL is actually in the perfect seat because they have until the fall. Um, but I feel currently all the sports that are waiting to resume are waiting on the NBA to make a decision because they are the, the highest profile sport that's missing right now. Mm-hmm. And so there's actually a proposed schedule. Um, uh, Grant Asseth, I'm sorry, I butchered his name. Um, he is a writer for the Kokomo Times in Indiana. Uh, he covers the Pacers. He actually runs Miles Turner's website. He tweeted out a couple of days ago a projected schedule, and a lot of people are like, well, who is this guy? Who, I mean, Kokomo News, why is he breaking news? He actually broke a few trades last year in the trade deadline. Weren't major trades, but it was it was a few, like the Golden State trade, uh, sending Glenn Robinson to the, the, the Phillies. So he has sources, so I'm hoping this is true, and this is what's going to be released on June 1st, potentially by the NBA. But they're talking about having the West Coast teams in Las Vegas and East Coast teams in Orlando, mm-hmm. with training camp starting as soon as July uh, June 20th through July 10th. Do five regular season games and the playoffs beginning uh, uh, July 24th, I believe. So that is perfect for the NFL to keep an eye on because if the NBA can go out there and finish their season, the NFL has no reason to be worried. Um, yes, they're in the fall whenever the flu season and everything comes back, but they could easily be able to do uh, maybe a bubble schedule or an empty arena or a partially filled arena schedule in the fall if everything works out for the NBA. Because the conference finals are going to begin 
September 5th. So that lines up with almost week one of the NFL. So, um, correct. Yeah. So I personally think this could be a good thing for the NFL. And so I hope this is true. Um, I, I know you and I talked a little off air about why they would do five games. I think they're going to set the, the standings for the playoffs and then they would have these tune-up games for five games. Mm-hmm. Um, why would these eliminate teams play for a paycheck? I mean, obviously yeah. they want to get there, get the, get paid. So the, you come in there, you play five games, you get your paycheck, you go home. So, but do you, do you think they're willing to risk their health just for five games? Well, for the money, I mean, uh, I, I could see them shut down a lot of players. Like, I don't think Zion will play if they come back for five games. Um, I know uh, Bogdanovich in Utah has already scheduled surgery to end his season. Yeah, due um, to injuries. There, yeah, there's a lot of players who will discuss their injury that they've been hiding from their team because they don't want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's it's more for the practice for the teams that are going to be in the playoffs. So, yeah, yeah. I could see – I could see – the Phoenix Suns shutting down Booker saying, don't show up. We're going to play these games without you mm-hmm. because they have nothing to really play for. But they, if, if there's enough incentive where they're going to make maybe the seventh and eighth seed open for all the teams, who knows? Correct. So no. the proposed plan is to have the Western Conference in the Air, in Arizona and then the Eastern in Orlando, Florida, right? Well, Vegas for the West. Or Vegas for the West, I'm sorry. Yeah. So Vegas for yeah. the West and then... How Orlando. about the, would would Orlando hold the finals as well, or that they, they well, have decided on that? I think it was they're, they're going to try to figure out. I don't know if they're going to try to do fly two teams around. Um, if they're going to do these plans, they're talking about having a bubble. They may choose a location. I, I know Dallas might be talked about. Um, who knows? Yeah. Um, I think that will be decided the, the closer they get. There are talks of doing everything in Orlando, um, which would benefit the teams out east but again when we're talking about the playoffs beginning um uh, basically a month from training camp uh kicking off it's going to give teams a chance to adjust to the new time zone it's just they're going to be stuck in hotels well everyone's gonna be stuck in hotels so they don't have to worry about uh, competitive balance that way yeah so i personally i would root for all in orlando because they have the capabilities of doing that mm-hmm. um vegas would involve too many people being shuttled around whereas whereas in orlando they have walt disney world they have the area that's not being used currently everything can be shut down just to the essential personnel to run the league yeah yeah correct so so can you imagine um, like so the nba champions the um nhl champions this year as the year that COVID hit. And so when you win the championship, it's like, well, they were off for like a month and a half, two months. Does that affect like what people think about, like say for instance, the Lakers are going to win the NBA championship this year, but everybody was off for like two and two and a half months. Like I just, it's, it's, but it's, let me told everyone for years everyone ago. Will be off, though. Yeah, everyone will be off. So it's going to be a, a, a balance for everybody. Yeah. It's balanced out. I just like, I don't know. I just to me, it's just like, well, they had two well, off. I can tell you right now, if the Pacers end up winning the playoffs and they become champions, they're champions in my book. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if the Bucks win it all, okay, it's, it, it doesn't matter. It's yeah, just, it's just it. like the it's just like the strike shortened season where yeah. uh, San Antonio won the title. Yeah. Unless your team wins, you're gonna basically say it doesn't count. If your mm-hmm. team wins, they're champions. Yep. So. 
yeah, I, I think I think people will still enjoy it and really take stock in it because it's the first major sport that could come back and have a championship. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready for oh, the yeah. sports to come back. I'm oh, yeah. I'm I'm bored out of my mind over here. Yeah. So All right. So um with that with that being said, since the NBA uh, is kind of like the the canary in a coal mine and you have the NFL in the catbird seat, they get to watch and see what happens. And so if everything works out for the NBA, we're going to have a season for the NFL. And so the point of this podcast today is we're going to break down the NFC. Um, we're going to go all the way through to the NFC championship. Um, our goal here is to go uh, through each uh, division and we will kind of give a few little tidbits on what we think is going to happen. Um, we used a, a NFL playoff predictor uh, on the w- a website, which is great. So if you guys ever want to play around with it, it has every game. You choose your winner. It makes the standings for you. So that's what we did over the last few days. Uh, we have our predictions. And so we're going to start with the NFC West and with Daniel. Okay. Um, so I believe the NFC West is going to be the best division in the league this year. Um, I have the Seattle Seahawks winning the division at 13 and three. Um, just playing in uh, Seattle with the 12th man, is just, it's, it's hard to win. Um, and with emerging star like DK Metcalf at wide receiver with, you know, Russell Wilson and Chris Carson and a few veterans on the defense like KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner, I just think they're going to be a tough team to beat in the NFC. Um, so I have them winning the division. And then... I have the 49ers, sorry 49ers fans, I have them being second in the division with the number five seed. Um, they have the fourth hardest schedule in the NFL. And I guess I'm not really too, not a believer of Jimmy G as much as other people think so. But with the loss of Emmanuel Sanders going to New Orleans, um, I just don't see them, I see them lacking wide receiver help. They do have Debo Samuel who emerged as a star. And then they also have George Kittle as one of the best tight ends in the game. So I have them going 12 and four, um, still a playoff spot. And then um, I have Arizona with the seventh seed at 11 and five. Wow. Kyler Murray, rising star, Oklahoma. Um, I have with addition of Deandre Hopkins from Houston, plus Christian Kirk and, Larry Fitzgerald's still there. I think this is his last year, correct? Yeah, it should be. I mean, they've been saying that for four years now. So you know. Yeah, he's, he's just ageless. <laughs> uh, so that trio of wide receivers is solid. Kenyon Drake is at running back. And I just think Colin Murray is going to put up good fantasy numbers. Um, so I have them at third in the NFC West. And then last, I have the LA Rams. Todd Gurley's gone. He went back to his home state of well, Georgia where he played college ball. He went to Atlanta Falcons. But with Jared Goff at quarterback and uh, Cooper Cup, um, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, um, they, I just don't see them having a good enough offense to make playoffs again this year. Uh, I know they finished 9-7 uh, and last year and missed playoffs. I have them going 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, They just got, they have to rely on the running back, Malcolm Brown from Texas. I just – I don't see them making playoffs this year, lack of offense, and I just have Seattle winning this division. 
I, I agree with Seattle winning it. Um, we The rest of the division, we are uh, totally opposite on. Um, I have the Seahawks going 14-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just uh, they're, they're just belt, built to win at this point. Uh, I, I I think they may get Clowney back. I'm not sure on that one. I think they'll still go 14-2 without him. Um, then I have the Rams actually at 13-3 and three rebounding from last year. Um, I know everyone figured them out a little bit, but I think they're going to get back on track, especially in that new stadium. Um, yeah, I have the Cardinals nine and six. Um, and then I have the 49ers. I think they are this year's Rams from last year. They got to Super Bowl. Um, they went ahead and they, they got, uh, uh, as a, as a receiver to replace Manuel Sanders. He's a rookie though. Um, their defense is, is great. They're going to keep them in games. They're going to do solid on there. But I, I just – Jimmy G is going to be uh, – he's going to hurt them. Uh, they're going to realize that he is not that star that they thought he was when they traded uh, him uh, for him. And he started off so great before his injury. But last year, they won in spite of him, um, especially in some of those playoff games too. So um, now I do have – through the first four weeks, I have the Seahawks and Rams going four and zero. I have Arizona and the 49ers going three and one. So they are going to be it's going to be the best division in football. Um, I see the 49ers and the Cardinals kind of falling back a little bit while the Rams and the Seahawks take off. They do have a um, a rough last three games of the season. They're at Dallas, at Arizona, and then they have Seattle at home. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Yeah, and that last game I think could be for the division and yep. for the potentially the one seed. That's so, how it was last year to twenty nineteen, yeah. huh? Yep. So, um, but yeah, so that's that's my uh, NFC West. Um, I will transition over to the North. Um, this one, it, I think it's going to be a two-team race. Um, I have the Packers twelve and four. Um, we have to figure out what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Um, is he going to be mad that they took a quarterback with Jordan Love um, and be an MVP type candidate? Or is he going to be arguing with the coaching staff and then disagreeing with a lot of plays because of what happened last year where he felt that they were making some bad calls? I think he's going to be out there to prove a point and they're going to go 12 and 4. Um, I have the Vikings at 10 and 5. And so. I know it's hard to trust them. They lost Diggs, but they got Jefferson from LSU to replace them. Kirk Cousins is just an average quarterback, but he is an average one who get, who does what he needs to do to win the games. Um, I think Dalvin Cook's going to be back and better than ever. Um, the offensive line is great. Um, the defense, I think, will rebound a little bit last year, uh, better than last year. Um, I have them making it as a seven seed at 10-5, and five, which shows how I think the NFC is going to be stacked this year. Um, the Bears. Eight and seven. I'm sorry, eight and eight. Um, they, this the, the Bears are the Bears. They don't have a quarterback. They trade for they trade for Foles. Mm-hmm. Foles outside of Philadelphia doesn't win games. You don't know which Nick Foles you're gonna get. Yeah, uh, he he was he's played for two other teams other than the Eagles. He cannot win with anyone other than Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have the Lions um, at two and fourteen. Uh, they're bad. Uh, they have a coach who's stuck in the past. He reminds me a lot of, of, of Gruden out in Las Vegas where he thinks he can win with a 90s style of a game that's not going to win in today's NFL. Um, and their defense isn't 
good enough to be able to play that type type of game. Mm-hmm. So um, I think this is going to be Stafford's last year, and they're going to be in the running for Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick. Yeah, so I agree. I have Green Bay winning the division. Um, I didn't know what they did with the Jordan Love pick in the draft. That just it baffled me. As well as they picked uh, running back AJ Dillon. So they have Aaron Jones in the backfield. Great season last year. Don't know why they drafted a running back with their second round pick. I think it was second round pick, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they still, of course, they have Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, who had a down year last year. I think he was hurt for a good couple of weeks. Um, they needed a wide receiver in the draft, didn't get it, and so. But I still have them win the division at um, at eleven and five, number four seed. I have them going eleven and five. Um, next, I have Minnesota, but I do not have them making playoffs. I just I, I don't know about Kirk Cousins. Um, don't know what we're gonna get from Kirk Cousins. You have a stud running back in Dalvin Cook. You have a great receiver in Adam Thielen. Kyle Rudolph is a good tight end. Um, they did add Tajay Sharp from Tennessee as a number three receiver. Probably not, <laughs> probably not going to get a good um, asset from him, but a key loss was Stephen, Stephon Diggs to Buffalo. I think that was a big loss for them, actually. So I have them at seven and nine, not making playoffs. And then um, I got Dub Bears will finish third. Uh, so as you know, they didn't pick up Trubisky's fifth year option. Um, it's either going to be Trubisky or Nick Foles. Like you said, I think it'd probably be Nick Foles to start the season. That's a bold prediction. Um, they just don't have a good enough offense to, to, to make playoffs. I have them at four and 12. Um, the best receiver is Allen Robinson. Who's okay. They added uh Ted Ginn jr. And they added Jimmy Graham at tight end. Not sure what you're gonna get from them. Um, just not, just not enough to make playoffs. Um, and then I have Detroit finishing last um, at two and fourteen, just like you. And then um, Stafford, I, I do agree. This is gonna be his last year. Uh, Matt Patricia took over last year, I believe. They have carry on my wayward son Johnson as running back. Um, Kenny Galladay's emerging stud. Marvin Jones is decent, and then you they have a key loss in Darius Slay. I believe he went to Denver, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I believe. Man, I can't remember. Darius Slay, yeah. Um, but they did add Jamie Collins from New England and Desmond Trufant from Atlanta. Defense is just still not good, which is why I just have them at 2-14. and 14. Um, Just not making playoffs. They traded Slay uh, to Philly. Is it Philly? Okay, I thought it was yeah. Denver. Great, great cornerback, by the way. Oh, yeah. Well, and then to go back a little bit to you talked about the Aaron Jones and them drafting a running back. What is it about Green Bay and undercutting Aaron Jones? I just don't get it. When Mark, when Mike McCarthy was there, he never gave him the ball. Mm-hmm. And when he did, the season was over at that point, and he was great. Yeah. I mean, if, I, if I'm him, I'm walking the first chance I get. Yeah, go elsewhere. It, it's it, it doesn't matter who's in charge in Green Bay. They're always going to screw over the running back. It seems they had Jamal Williams, who was decent at one point, and then Aaron Jones. They had Eddie Lacy, and then you know now they draft AJ Dillon, which I just I didn't get the Packers draft this year. Mm-mm. Didn't get it at all. Neither did Rodgers. 
<laughs> but hey, I still have the winning division, so yeah, me too. I mean, I, I think I think it's gonna light a fire under him. Yeah. And uh, this uh, to go back to what we were saying about Jimmy G. I do not be surprised if after this year, if Aaron Rodgers is really that disgruntled, he could be a four nine starting quarterback next year. Oof. That's a hot topic. I would I would trade everything to get him out there with that team. Going back home, Cal. Yeah, because I mean, uh, I, th- I think I saw a stat a few weeks back that Aaron Rodgers has only thrown one touchdown to a first round draft pick. That's crazy. And it was like his first year. They just don't. They they lack wide receiver help. I mean, Valdez Scantling is his go to guy. Oh, Devontae Adams, of course, but Valdez Scantling and um, can't remember the third guy's name. But I just, I don't know. I just, I think they'll get eliminated. In the playoffs, I'll let you know a little bit later on when they're yeah. getting eliminated, but yeah. I just don't see them going far in playoffs. Yeah. All right. NFC East. I have the Dallas Cowboys winning this division. And it's not going to be like last year. It's going to be, I'm not going to say by a landslide, but it's going to be by a couple of games. Um, they added, well, they got Coach Mike McCarthy. They got finally got Jason Garrett out of there. Um in the draft, they drafted CeeDee Lamb. A lot of people loved it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. But he goes along with Amari Cooper, who got paid, and an emerging wide receiver, Michael Gallup. So they have their wide receivers. Um, you just got to have Dak with the accuracy, getting to know the wide receivers, and putting up good numbers. If they, If he does that, there's a lot of people saying – they're going to put up 30 burgers, 40 burgers, which is which they could fairly do with Ezekiel Elliott at running back. Um, but the situation that baffles me is the amount of money that Dak wants. Like, is he going to get the 40 mil? What's going to happen? Is it going to affect his play? I, I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I do have them winning this division at um, – I have them going 10-6, and six, the number four seed. Um. Second, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Young team, Carson Wentz at quarterback. They did draft Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma. And wide receiver Jalen Regar from TCU, good wide receiver. Um, Big 12 play, as well as young running back Miles Sanders. They have the ageless Jason Jackson as wide receiver, Alshon Jeffrey, and then the tight ends, Big Zach Ertz. Uh, good offense, young. I have them going 7-9. and nine. Missing the playoffs this year. I just think they're about a year or two away from actually dominating the AFC East. Um, compared to last year, their record was 10 and 6. Then they, or the last year, their record was 9 and 7, winning the division over the Cowboys. This year, different story. Um, third, I have the New York Football Giants. Um, young team, like the Eagles, defense is not good. Um, the offense consists of Daniel Jones, um, of course, Saquon, one of the best running backs in the game. Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, and Darius Slayton will be at the wide receiver core. Uh, I know Shepard was hurt for a good amount of time last year. Darius Slayton stepped up into that role. Good wide receiver. Evan Ingram at tight end. Just, I have them going 5-11, and 11, missing playoffs. Don't, just, they're young. They'll be there soon, just not this year. And then to round out the NFC East, I have the Washington Redskins, who can potentially be the worst team in the league. 
I just I think they'll finish last, of course. New coach Juan Rivera will not save this team for the time being. Um, they're in a rebuild phase. They got Chase Young in the draft at number two. Um, their quarterback is, of course, Dwayne Haskins. Adrian Peterson's not retiring. He's a running back with Darius Goose, I believe, backing him up. Guys, um, sorry, butchered his name. <laughs> uh, just not enough wide receiver. Their, their, their best wide receiver is, uh, I think it's Taylor McLaurin. Um, just not a good football team. I have them going, oof, 1-15. and 15. It, It's pretty bad over there in Washington. Sorry, Ron Rivera. Yeah. <laughs> Rebuild phase. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I agree. It's really a, a two-team race in the NFC East. Um, although um, I have the Eagles winning it again. Um, I actually had them starting off really hot and fading late. And then um, I have the Cowboys in second at seven and eight. I'm sorry, eight and eight. And uh, that's actually a surprise because I have them starting off 0 and 4. So that shows you how much they kind of get back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, Cowboys fans don't hate me. Uh, it's all Dak. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, even Mike McCarthy, he's going to have his West Coast offense. I'm not sure if they can pick it up that fast. And Dak wants to get paid. He may try to do too much and put the, their defense on a short field. Um, and with we just talked about with what happened in Green Bay, is Mike McCarthy going to screw around with Ezekiel Elliott too? Correct. So is he is he going to get is he going to get frustrated by becoming just a receiving running back instead of a guy who's going to run the ball three times in a row like every single uh, season he's been in the league so far? So great um, coach, great coach at Green Bay, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. So, I think they, they start. They start 0-4, but they finish 8-4 and the rest of the way. But they fall just short of the Eagles, who I think are going to fade towards the end. Um, I have Washington and the Giants both at 4-12. and But Washington will be in third-place team due to the tiebreaker. Um, Washington is bad. Um, and I will not be surprised if they realize that Haskins is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. And Ron Rivera really should try to save face and try to get Cam Newton there. That's the only way they're going to be good in the next three or four years. If they get Cam Newton there and then go all in drafting offense that next year's draft. Or if they don't get Cam Newton, you have uh, Trevor Lawrence coming out next year. Yeah, they could, they could be on the tank machine for that one too. I mean, uh, there's yep. a lot of teams who are going to be towards the bottom of the standings for both of our sides that, could use Trevor Lawrence or the draft capital of that pick for someone else to get Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's all possible out there. I mean, it's if they're really that bad, they can benefit from trading that pick if they can get a Kim Newton or if Haskins surprises me and actually is a decent quarterback. But they should still, I think, trade the pick, try to get the assets because they're, like you said, their defense is not good, their Very offense bad. is not good. They they remind me of the Dolphins, and everyone thought they're going to go in full tank mode. But I mean, they 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 won games last year. I mean, they they had the fifth pick, and they still got their quarterback. So that's not going to happen this year. I think Trevor Lawrence is the clear number one. So if you need a quarterback, you need to make sure that you lose until you have it locked up. Yeah, so. it's a shame. It's a shame what happened to Alex Smith. I think they started oh, off yeah. five and zero. Oh. They were hot, yeah. very yeah. hot, and then the injury happened, and then it was just downhill from there. Yeah, I mean, it was probably going to be his last year anyway as a starting quarterback, yeah. I think. 
but that was such a bad injury. And they haven't really witnessed that in a while. Washington. You know, they had a they had a five and O team and then and then the injury happened and then that was it. The, the bomb fell out. That, that shows you that shows you a team that has decent talent but no quarterback can be elevated by a quarterback. Correct. So, and that's why Trevor Lawrence might be the answer for a lot of these teams. Would love to see it. All right. All right. So we'll move on over to the NFC South. Um, this is going to be the most talked about division. Mm-hmm. Um, we know why Tom Brady. Who um, is that? Is that I, the guy that won five rings or six? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, apparently uh, he cheated to get a bunch of them too. But who knows? Ah, okay, Maybe. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he's he played on the NFL's version of the Houston Astros. Oh goodness. <laughs> But they only yeah, got one ring. You had to go there, right? <laughs> I did. But no, um, I think I mean, we talked about the NFC West being the best division. This will challenge it. Um, I may be drinking the Buccaneers Kool Aid, but I have them winning the division at thirteen and three. Um, the only reason why is because they have the assets on offense, and they focused a lot of their offseason in, in their draft in defense. So they're not going to be as bad as they were last year. Mm-hmm. And they have a quarterback who's not going to throw 30 interceptions. Correct. So that defense was bad because their quarterback put him in a lot of those situations. Yes, he threw a lot of touchdowns, but he also gave right back with a lot of those interceptions. So um, I think Tom Brady is going to be – he may not throw, gonna throw 40 touchdowns like everyone thinks he is with Godwin and with Evans. But – He's going to get the job done. He's not going to turn over the ball, and they're going to win games. And then right on their heels, I have the Saints, who are 12-4, and four, who I think easily could win this division. Um, but I think it's going to be a fight between those two for the crown of the NFC South. Now, I don't think winning it matters because I think either of these teams can make a deep playoff run, even if it's on the road. But – I think the Buccaneers will edge them out um, due to the head-to-head between the two of them. I have the Falcons, who they are the biggest mystery of all these teams in NFC to me because they're good. They have great players. They don't win games. You don't know which Falcons team you're going to get. I mean, last year they they started off so bad and they they got hot late. They do that every year. Mm -hmm. I think this year they're going to start off great and kind of fade just a little bit. They're going to finish 9-7 and seven and miss out in the playoffs as a 9 seed. But I can I would not be surprised if they win this division. They have, they have the receivers. They have Gurley now, as long as he can stay healthy as a running back. They have a decent defense. Not great, but it's decent. What's hurting them the most is the offensive line. If they can shore up the offensive line, they will get 13 wins and win this division, but I haven't seen it yet, so I have them missing out nine and seven. If that's the case, I think they get a new coach. Um, weird to say a nine and seven win team get a new coach, but when they're that good and you don't make the playoffs a couple years in a row, that has to happen. Um, then I have um, the Panthers at seven and nine. I think they'll be okay. But Bridgewater is a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. They don't have the, the talent that the Saints had last year when he won all those games whenever Breeze was hurt. But I have them being respectable at 7-9. and nine. 
but McCaffrey is going to have to do everything for that team. Correct. Um, so I have in the NFC South, I have the same one in this division, one of the best offenses for the past few years. Um, of course, Drew Brees could be his final year. Um, Alvin Kamara down a down year last year. I think he bounces back this year, has a great fantasy year, all that good stuff. Michael Thomas, probably the best wide receiver in the game. Um, with the new addition of Emmanuel Sanders, I, I think Drew, Drew Brees is going to have a great season. Jared Cook was a great tight end, one of his go-to guys as well. They drafted probably the, the best guard in the draft, Cesar Ruiz. Um, I have them going 15-1, and one, the number one seed in the NFC. Um, and then let me ask you a question. Do you know where the Super Bowl is this year? I think it's Tampa, right? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. So they acquired the GOAT, Tom Brady, um, from the Patriots. Um, it would be something if he got them to the Super Bowl, host site. Haven't seen that in a while. I can't remember who, when the last time it was, or even if it happened. Um, would be very cool to see. But the only uncertainty I have of this team on offense would be Ronald Jones. Um, he's the lone back this year. Peyton Barber left to Washington, I believe. Um, I don't know what Ronald Jones is going to show. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Um, Mike Evans, that wide receiver, Chris Godwin, who had a hell of a year last year. And then you have Gronk as tight end. So I think this offense will be putting up a lot of points. Um, bull prediction. Bruce Arians, great coach. Love them in Arizona. Um, they bolstered up the defense. I believe they got um, – well, they, I think they got Jason Paul Pierre, I believe, plus some other – yeah, Pierre <laughs> So they both up the defense. They have a lot of prime time games this year. The whole NFC South does, which, by the way, I think has the best quarterbacks in oh, the easy, league. Easily. The best easily. quarterbacks. And then, so I have them going 12-4, um, and four, number six seed in 2020. And then at third, the Atlanta Falcons. I agree with you. I, I believe they're going to go 9-7. and seven. They did acquire Todd Gurley. Hopefully he gets healthy and, and stays healthy. Um, that'll be an offense to watch. Um, QB, Matty Ice, can he win ball games in the cold in December-ish? They do have a late game, uh, I believe week, week 16 at Casey. You know it's going to be cold there. Oh, yeah. um, I believe they're going to lose that game. But they have Calvin Ridley, uh, Julio Jones. Um, I just don't know which Falcons team we're going to get this year. It's hit or miss. Um Unpredicted. I, I just see them going nine and seven. I don't have them winning more than that. Um, and then to round out the NFC South, I have the Carolina Panthers. They got new coach uh, Matt Rule from Baylor. Um, had a hell of a year with Baylor actually um, in 2019. And uh, I, I think with Cam Newton gone, Teddy Bridgewater. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's a great quarterback. Helped the Saints win a lot of ball games. Um, I just they have young receivers for him to throw to. They have Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, and they acquired Robbie Anderson from the New York Jets. Um, sneakily, sneaky good wide receiver. Um, and, of course, they have one of the best running backs in the game, if not the best, Christian McCaffrey. Um, so I just think the defense needs to get better. Potentially could 
be a wild card team, but I don't know about this year. I have them going. Um, what do I have them going eight and eight in Matt Rule's uh, first year as coach. Um, so I would say about t- next year, twenty twenty two. I believe the Panthers will be a playoff team. Do you think Matt Rule had a good enough year at Baylor to actually warrant an NFL job? I don't think so. Um, I think if he would have stayed at Baylor, they Baylor the Baylor Bears probably could have been a playoff team. Yeah, I mean going going to the NCAA, I, I think Oklahoma would take a step back. Um, they'll win some we games. Said, I, I think we Baylor would every year, though. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they have a they have a good young uh, quarterback. Um, right now, I, I just think Baylor would have won that division if Matt Rule was there, yeah. and they could have been a, easily a, a college playoff spot. Yeah, it was interesting and with him taking the um, – I'm blanking on his name now, but the LSU uh, passing game coordinator. To, uh, uh, correct. Uh, yeah. Blanking on his name too. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, if anything, I felt that guy should have got a head coaching job over Matt Rule, but uh, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, he he could surprise us. He could be uh, the next Diamond in the Rough. Um, I, I think he's going to be another Chip Kelly. He'll be out of the league. In, he'll be out of the league in a few years. Back in the NCAA. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Brady was the guy's name. That's right, Joe Brady. That's right. Young guy, potentially, eventually he's going to become a head coach. Yeah, I mean, if, if they succeed in that offense there and and in Carolina, oh yeah, he's easily going to be a head coach one day. Yeah. All right, so that that rounds up our uh, standings, and so. With that, we will move on to our playoff predictions for the NFC. Um, and so I'll let you uh, lead off with that. Oh, okay. So I have the number two seed Seattle at home against the seven seed Arizona. So this would be the third time they play in 2020. But I do have Seattle getting the edge. It's going to be loud. The 12th man, it's... It'll be, I think it'll be a high scoring game. I just think with the veteran in Russell Wilson, he's played in so many of these games. I have him winning. Kyler Murray, young star, we'll get them to the playoffs. I just think he falls short to Seattle. And then in the number three seed in the frozen tundra, I have Green Bay getting upset by Tampa Bay. Battle of the base. I have Tom Brady going over there and beating them at Lambeau um, as a six seed. And then to round out wild card weekend for the NFC, I have Dallas winning at home with the four seed over the San Francisco 49ers fifth seed. Um, playoff game in Dallas, wild card. I, I just, that offense, when they got CD Lamb in the draft, I just think they're going to score a lot of points. I'm a believer they score a lot of points and they'll beat San Francisco at home. And then so. We move on to the division round. Um, so I have Dallas going to Seattle and losing. Sorry, Cowboy fans. I just think Seattle's probably the toughest place to play. It's loud. It's cold. It rains a lot. Um, going back to Wildcard Weekend, I just think Russell Wilson's a veteran in this. Um, I have them going on to the NFC Championship um, against the New Orleans Saints, beating Tom Brady for the third straight time uh this in 2020 um the uh, superdome over there it's going to be loud as well i have seattle new orleans in the nfc championship game 
And so in the NFC Championship game, um, I have New Orleans, number one versus number two. So I have New Orleans winning this game, going to the Super Bowl against our AFC winner, which we will um, release at next week's episode. Um, I just think New Orleans is all about the best team in the NFC. NFC, since last year, I thought had a lot of good teams. Um, New Orleans being the best of them. I just see them going to the Super Bowl. Drew Brees, winner, Super Bowl champion, maybe MVP, and then riding off into the sunset and retiring. Well, we have a similar result, but a different way of getting there. So um, in mine, I have the two-seed Buccaneers losing to the seven-seed Vikings. Um, I have the six-seed Saints beating the three-seed Packers. And I have the four-seed Eagles beating the five-seed Rams. Um, I was kind of leaning towards the Rams in that one, but I think flying over to the East Coast will affect them. Um, especially because it's a weird season, so we don't even know if there's going to be fans yet. We don't know if they're going to do a bubble, if they're actually going to be playing in home fields. We don't know that yet. I think they'll still play with maybe a partial crowd. Um, but my final four in the NFC, I have the Seahawks versus the Vikings and then the Eagles versus the Saints. So I have the Seahawks home field advantage. They're going to take care of the Vikings pretty easily. And then I have the Saints winning the second straight playoff game on the road against the Eagles. I think it's going to be a blowout. I think Drew Brees is on a mission. And then um, with that being said, he will go into Seattle for a third straight playoff game and beat the Seahawks. Um, I agree. Saints get to get to the the championship. Um, I a little bit of a spoiler alert. I think that Breeze has his eyes on the championship, and then he will retire after he gets that. Uh, if he does not win it all, I could see him sticking around maybe for one more year. Um, but if they do win it, what's weird is I know they have all their eggs in the Taysom Hill basket. I don't know if you know this, but Cam Newton's fifteen months older than Taysom Hill. That's crazy. I mean, if they're going to go that route, you might as well put Jameis in there. Let him learn a few things. And, and Taysom Hill is so hard to guard. Like He's just like a little mosquito, man. He's like a bug. Like He's just an annoying little bug. He's, he's just hard to guard. I don't get that. I don't, why do they want him to be a quarterback? Let him be out there and do his little yeah. thing inside. Yeah, I understand. So. All right. Well, that's our NFC wrap-up. Um, we both have the Saints winning the NFC. Uh, two different ways. You have them home field advantage. I have them winning them all on the road. Um, so with that, um, we will preview next week. We're going to have um, our AFC uh, predictions. Um, we may sprinkle a few more things, and hopefully by then we'll know a little bit more about the sports world. Um, maybe we'll talk a little bit about marble racing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everybody check that out. Oh, please do. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, with that, do you have anything else you want to add, Dan, before we, before we end? I believe MLB is going to propose a, another plan to the MLBPA Tuesday. Uh, tomorrow, actually. Um, see what they're going to do. See when they're going to start up. I'm excited. Fire up baseball, basketball. I mean, let, let's get some yeah. sports going on here. Yeah, it's it's going to be a crazy time. Remember, we always talk about having that like that three days during the year where we have all four yep. major sports. We may have months of all four major sports together. Yep. I'm 31 years yeah. of age. I've never seen anything like this. Um, it, it'd probably date back to September 11th when they had a week or two of uh, no yeah. games at all. It, it's just, it's weird to me at this, you know, like it's just yeah. no sports right now. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's it's got competitive axe throwing and cornhole. And dip, uh, Perfect. There, That's what we want to watch. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we thank you guys for joining us. Um, we look forward to uh, having more shows with you. Our cur- current goal is to go weekly. Um, we record these Monday nights. We'll, we'll see if the schedule changes. Um, and our hope is to get to maybe twice a week, um, if not. If we actually this actually takes off, maybe we'll make a career out of it. We'll see. So, or with that, uh, thank you guys for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace.